Hello, sweet sisters, and welcome to Cosmic Conceptions, a place where we acknowledge that women are of nature and the stars. My name is Athena, and I'll be your guide as we explore esoteric transmissions on fertility astrology, conscious conceptions, women's health, and more. Here we will not shy away from the radical, the controversial, or the spiritual. So grab your tea, and let's get cosmic. Hello, everyone. Happy Moon Day. So glad to be back recording our next episode. Today should be pretty short and sweet. Famous last words. We're going to cover how to use your fertile moon phase for both conception and contraception. So if you've been following along at this point and grasping the foundational building blocks of this work that we're exploring in this space here with me. And then, you know, last week, either through the PDF or through the podcast or through the Instagram live, you're now getting a handle on how to look at your chart, how to calculate your fertile moon phase. Maybe you're specifically even tracking that fertile arc degree. Um, and now it's you're kind of like, okay, okay, great. So like now what? <laughs> what do I do with this information? How do I integrate this knowledge into my current fertility practices? So we're going to cover how to use it for both your contraceptive needs and for your conception needs. Before we get into that, I do want to remind you that if you're listening to this episode on the day that it was published, it should be July 31st. Today is your last day to take uh, $75 off Infertile Moon. So if you're really interested in everything we've been talking about and you want to take advantage on one with uh, my one-on-one -on -one fertility astrology counseling sessions, through those sessions you can get more targeted, uh, personalized support, another pair of eyes on your chart. We're going to be looking at your fertile transits for the next six months. We're going to be analyzing some other constitutional aspects of your chart that can help us understand where you can be bringing more harmony into your elemental remedies, your planetary remedies, your herbal remedies. And of course, we're going to be able to sit together, you know, one-on-one -on -one for 90 minutes. And I'm going to be able to really get to know you and read into your energetics uh, and help orient your, um, your journey forward as you navigate your cosmic fertility and, and achieving your goals. So Today is the last day. If you're listening the day that it came out, um, you can take $75 off that offering with the code podcast. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to working with the women who have been connecting with me and taking advantage of that offering and have been booking sessions for August. So really excited to, to meet with you, with you ladies. Um, the other thing that I want you to know is that, uh, there is bonus material for this episode. I have designed um, fertility awareness method charts. And I designed these charts actually, I think like four years ago when I first got into the fertility awareness method. And of course, I'm an artist and beauty is extremely important to me. And I just was having trouble working with <laughs> some of the other charts that were available out there. So of course, what did I do? I designed my own. 
Um, and then, of course, as I now have gotten into the cosmic fertility side of this process, I realized that these charts um, are also all missing, uh, you know, places where we can identify when our fertile moon phases are going to be, as well as how that is layering into our physiological peak days. So you're going to be able to have access to those charts in the show notes. They will be available as a PDF file. Uh, It's quite extensive. So hopefully there's a chart in there that aligns with your needs. I have charts that are both... um, you know, landscape uh, orientation or portrait orientation. These should all be able to print out onto letter size paper. The portrait orientation has more space for, uh, you know, notes uh, rather than just kind of the typical little bitsy things that you're keeping track of. And there's also um, Fahrenheit. There's charts for Fahrenheit and there's charts for Celsius. And I do also have charts in there for my low temp gals. Um, I've been there totally been there, totally get it. Uh, Hopefully we're all working on getting our temperatures up if that is appropriate for us, right? But in the meantime, there are low temp charts in there for you. So there should be something to suit everybody. And you'll see that there is a place, um, there's a whole row dedicated to the fertile moon phase as is indicated by a little moon icon. So you can mark that fertile moon phase in there, uh, however it is that you feel is appropriate for you. I've also subtly renamed the peak day um, row as peak days. So you can hopefully also be able to um, start thinking of that a little bit differently as well. So yes, you're going to have your hormonal, you know, peak day, but then you're also going to have your lunar lunar peak day. So yeah, this is going to be a nice way if you are a chart keeper to start integrating um, this information into your routine. Now, of course, you know, a lot of women like to use the apps and if that's your thing, that's okay. I, I don't necessarily recommend it just because of how predatory, um, like 99% of them are in terms of uh, harvesting your data uh, and selling that data and using that data to, well, it's ultimately part of a larger manipulative agenda, which maybe we can get into in another episode. Um, But because of that reason, I don't really prefer the virtual tracking system. And if you are using one of those apps where it like links to a thermometer and it's, I think the Daisy in particular is like really just temperature based, which is not very reliable. You really need to be looking at at least two factors when you're doing the fertility awareness method. Um, That's why a lot of women actually get pregnant using the DAISY um, app thermometer method because, you know, the the temperature only lets you know when you've already ovulated, which isn't very helpful. But anyway, this is all getting into the fertility awareness method um, realm. So it seems that most of my audience is already quite aware of FAM and is practicing FAM to some degree. But if there are a lot of you out there who are like, what the hell is she talking about? Um, Please let me know. And then maybe we can do a whole episode on fertility awareness method. I myself am not um, 
necessarily learned enough to call myself an educator in these practices, but I would love to get somebody on who maybe could, um, yeah, provide that, that guidance for us. So anyway, those charts are going to be in the show notes. Um, and so I'm really excited to provide that for you. Um, and I think that's really all we need to preference this episode with, we can get right into it. Now, when I first started my Substack um, a handful of months ago, I actually wrote an article called I Know My Fertile Moon Phase, Now What? Um, and I will link to that article in the show notes um, if you would like to also read about what we're going to talk about today as well. But it pretty much covers um, what I'm going to verbally communicate to you in this episode. So first of all, I think we're all on the same page now. You know, what is your fertile moon phase? Your Sometimes I shorten it. I call it, I just say FMP because um, it's quite a mouthful. But so your FMP is the phase that the moon was in at the moment of your birth. And that phase signals a window of astrological fertility that can increase your chances of getting pregnant regardless of your hormonal fertility. So remember your FMP concerns the moon's phase or that very specific um, fertile arc degree, that space between the moon and the sun in your chart, that distance. It, it doesn't, it's not dependent on the house or the zodiac sign that it's stationed in. You're just looking at that distance between the sun and the moon and then the phase that it creates in that position. Now, the, the zodiac that the moon is stationed in at the moment of your conception can influence the sex of your baby. And we will get into that in a future episode. But for general fertility purposes, you're just looking at that phase. So what do you want to do with this information if you're just generally tracking your cycle, right? Maybe you're not even necessarily all in to the fertility awareness method, um, but you are kind of keeping track of things as it suits you. Either way, what you a really great place to start when you acquire this information is that you just want to put your fertile moon phase like wherever it is that you keep track of these things. So you can add it into your chart. You can download my charts where there already is going to be a space there for you to record it, or you can add it to the whatever charts that you're already using. You can set an alarm reminder in your phone. You can put it on your calendars, wherever you're really going to actually see it and be conscious of it. Because when you start doing that, you can begin to familiarize yourself with how your body and your physical cycle is responding to that fertile window. So some women find that they're more sensitive to these fertile windows than others, and that they have like really... um, you know, like blatant symptoms that they are experiencing fertility. For example, some women will have a second um, peak of fertile mucus and it uh, looks in their fertility awareness charts that like they shouldn't like, why is this happening a second time in my cycle? Like another peak in that fertile mucus. Um, So when you start tracking this information, that moon phase might explain some of these uh, mysteries. Uh, Other women won't necessarily be able to see physical changes. Uh, It just, again, it just depends on your unique physiology, your relationship with the moon, 
the status of your fertility, perhaps even some of the other placements in your chart. So only you are going to be able to really cultivate this relationship. So that's why I just say, you know, put it somewhere where you can see it and remember it and just start observing without any attachment to what you want the outcome of that observation um, to be. I have noticed, uh, especially recently, I'm, I'm noticing this pattern where my uh, my cancer uh, women uh, are very uniquely connected to the moon, especially if you have a cancer moon placement. Um, those cancer moons, man, they like you really have a special attachment to the moon's cycles. It's actually part of um, a Cancer moon's nourishment practice to be in relationship with the lunar cycles and be conscious of that that connection. So I am I am noticing, um, yeah, something special about those those cancer placements there. But again, it's going to be unique to everybody. So just start cultivating awareness for that. Okay, so, Let's talk about then now what do you how do you use this if you're trying not to have a baby? I think most women here are are trying to have a baby <laughs> just by the nature of what we're discussing. Um, but there will be seasons of your life where you don't want a baby um, or maybe even uh, maybe even you're immediately postpartum when you finally connect with your cosmic conception at some point you will then be postpartum and maybe will wanting are wondering how you can you know consciously practice contraception in that space, which can be kind of a void and a little bit confusing um, because you're not getting a cycle yet. So we can talk about that, of course. But yeah, what what if you're trying not to have a baby? So basically, you want to treat this fertile moon phase almost as you would your physical ovulation, right? And you want to allow for some safety (laughs) time before the moment of the fertile moon phase and even for a little bit after the moment of the fertile moon phase. So I initially shared a graphic on Instagram and that will be in the original Substack post that I'm linking in the show notes. Um, It's called the four-day lunar fertile window. And this chart was specifically recreated from a chart that's in the book, The Lunar Cycle. Uh, So this chart allows for about a three and a half day um, safety window leading up to the fertile moon phase with like a 24 hour like peak fertile opportunity right before the moon phase occurs and then another 12 hour safety margin after the fertile moon phase, Uh, which... When I initially saw this chart, and of course, Francesca has many more years of experience um, than I do, the chart really did seem like a good place to start and it made sense to me. But now in incorporating this practice into my own lived experience and then observing how other women are experiencing their lunar fertile window... I can see how I would adjust this a little bit. Um, And again, it's going to be unique to everybody, which is why I really encourage you to start keeping track of your lunar, you know, your fertile moon phase, um, just to get a sense of how sensitive you are to that, you know, interference. Um, Because like, I mean, we have, to me, it seems like some women are are very, um, they're, (laughs) highly impacted by their fertile windows and are potentially even conceiving uh, cosmic conceptions within, 
you know, 48 hours after that concise fertile moon phase has occurred. So that's actually like a two-day safety margin in that instance um, after the fertile moon phase has occurred. Uh, Whereas like for someone like me, I am sort of thinking, okay, if it's, you know, two days before my fertile moon phase is going to occur, maybe I'm going to practice, you know, execute contraceptive practices and then also give myself a full 24 hours after the fertile moon phase has occurred. So you just kind of want to see what feels true for you. Um, And you can see how this could be exhausting if, for example, your fertile moon phase doesn't align with your physical ovulation and you're in a season of trying not to have a baby. And so then you feel like you're spending half of your cycle (laughs) actively trying to avoid having a baby. Um, and if that does feel, uh, inconvenient to you, I would love to explore maybe on another episode, how we can potentially, um, align our cycles to our fertile moon phases for the season of life that, that we're in, um, which isn't an absurd thought at all when you think of how women are already doing that to align their cycles with just the standard new moon and full moon phases. So that could potentially be an option for you. So yeah, if you are trying not to have a baby and let's say you know your fertile moon phase is coming up, consider practicing contraceptive methods for, you know, up to three days before that fertile moon phase happens and then give yourself a little bit of a safety margin after the fertile moon phase occurs. So whether that's abstinence, so the withdrawal method, or using a barrier, um, even if you are on pharmaceutical contraceptives, okay, if for some reason, maybe you're in this space because you're kind of discovering that there is a new way, you know, an alternative way to do things, um, a more traditional way to do things. And I say traditional in like the ancestral earth-based sense, right? Um, And maybe you are on pharmaceutical contraceptives and you're exploring how you can move away from that paradigm. Until you get there and can re-acclimate yourself to your cycles, if you are on, let's say, birth control and you're keeping track of your fertile moon phase, then even though you're taking the pill or even though you have an IUD or whatever it is that you're doing, you should or you could still consider... Um, practicing abstinence, the withdrawal method, or using an additional barrier uh, if you are going to have intercourse during that fertile window. Um, Because, I mean, I've said this a million times, we all know someone who got pregnant on the pill, and now I think that we all know why. (laughs) So yeah, you want to be paying attention to this information, um, almost especially if you're not, you know, if you're on things like birth control and IUDs, because I find that those tools tend to disconnect us. Um, you know, when, when we're when we're using those kinds of tools, it allows us to sort of dissociate from our bodies, right? We, we no longer really have to take responsibility for the natural rhythms of our bodies. And so we tend to um, check out a little bit and not be as sensitive to fluctuations. I mean, most those cycles are not occurring when we're using those, some of those products um, or tools anyway. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like a way in which we begin dissociating. And so 
um, if we are already dissociated or our cycles are have been you know turned off or disabled, and then we're obviously not aware of our fertile moon phases. Um, yeah, it, it, you really start seeing how things kind of end up being thrown up to chance uh, in those situations. Now, I want to circle back around to what I mentioned in the beginning of this segment, which is about how you can use this information in postpartum. Uh, You know, when you are freshly postpartum, you're kind of in this interesting void where you're sort of waiting for your bleed to return. And when your bleed returns is going to be very unique to you. Uh, There's a wide range of normal here in terms of when women experience that return. And a lot of it can also depend on the health uh, and environment of your postpartum space, whether or not you are exclusively breastfeeding, things like that. But regardless, you will have a period of time in which you have no cycle. Um, Now, this can be a time where women can get a little bit carefree or sloppy because you just kind of leave it up to chance and hope that you don't get pregnant. And so maybe you're not using any kind of contraceptive methods if you're making love in this season. Uh, I think it's really important to remember a couple things so you can plan how you want to approach this, Uh, especially if you believe in child spacing for the health of your body and therefore ultimately the health that you are passing on to your baby as well. So the first thing that I want you to remember in the postpartum space is that ovulation occurs before menstruation occurs, right? Your bleed happens in response to an egg being released into your womb and not being fertilized. Therefore, it technically is possible for you to conceive postpartum before you ever even see a period, right? Because you could ovulate, not be aware of that event, make love, and then go right back into a pregnancy, So some women are waiting for their period to turn before they think to return before they think they have to worry about contraception. And that's actually not true. What you're really waiting for is the return of an ovulation. Okay, and there are some tools you can use to um, gauge whether or not that's happening. Like there are ways that you can still continue using the fertility awareness method to Keep track of whether or not you see that there an ovulation might have occurred. There's also um, actual like uh, they're almost like pregnancy tests. Like there's sticks that you can pee on um, that will tell you whether or not you've ovulated. So if you can't, I mean, if you if you just want to be real with yourself about whether or not you can keep up with doing fam type of things when you're in the postpartum space and you just want to make sure that you haven't ovulated before you make love and you don't mind peeing on sticks. Um, that's something that you can explore. Maybe I'll find a link to what those are actually called because I'm forgetting right now and put them in the show notes. Um, but then, of course, we are arriving back to the fertile moon phase and how important it is to be aware of when your fertile moon phase is. Because if you are reapproaching your physiological fertility and it's your lunar fertile window and you make love postpartum, you may find yourself um, 
bestowed with another cosmic conception before you were truly potentially ready. So if you're in the postpartum space, um, please consider keeping track of when your fertile lunar windows are so that you can uh, be more co-creative in calling in your next child uh, when you want that to happen. Or maybe you feel that you are done calling in more children. And so you want to be extra attentive to this uh, season of your life. I think that covers it for contraception. Oh, something else. Well, this will lead us into now how to use this information if you're trying to conceive. So the interesting thing about lunar fertility is that there are certain ways that it kind of dances with our hormonal fertility um, in ways that it is potentiated, right? So I've talked a lot about how you know, it's really, really great if your lunar fertile window is coinciding with your, you know, peak physiological fertility days, um, especially if, let's say, you ovulate and then you you hit your your fertile moon phase within like three days um, to one to two days is even better of each other. Then that is a really potent um, opportunity for fertility. Again, there are other transits that are involved here, but, you know, just to keep it simple, um, that will will generally be a really incredible opportunity um, for fertility for you. But the same thing can also happen when your fertile moon phase occurs during menstruation. It's not as potent as when the fertile moon phase aligns with ovulation, but Francesca um, in particular did seem to observe in her years of experience that it was also potentiated when women's fertile moon phases occurred during menstruation. So I think that this is really cool because, well, first of all, it's really important to be aware of because if your fertile moon phase is during menstruation and maybe you like to have intercourse during menstruation um, because you think it's a really safe zone for you um, and that it's highly unlikely that you would get pregnant. Um, Well, if your fertile moon phase is occurring during that time, um, it's actually very likely that you will get pregnant. (laughs) So it's really important to be aware of um, that moment potentially aligning And it's also um, kind of cool to hold that if, you know, you are one of those women who maybe have been doing the conventional, um, you know, just just following the the fertility awareness method and you've been trying to get pregnant for years and it's not really coming through. And of course, you're calculating, you know, you're you're charting all the temps and you know exactly when you're ovulating and you're like, why isn't this happening? Why isn't this happening? Um, Well, what if your fertile moon phase is just happens to be on like the second day of your period? then, you know, it could, it could completely unlock, uh, the cosmic block, uh, in your experience. And this, this happens to a lot of women actually. And, um, also because of that potentiation, again, it could extend, um, it could extend that, that safety window around your fertile moon phase that we were just talking about earlier. Uh, there's one woman in our community who, um, pretty sure we're, (laughs) we're pretty sure she's pregnant at this point with how many weeks have gone by. Um, 
but, you know, made love on the second day of her cycle, obviously was not physiologically fertile whatsoever. And actually her fertile moon phase had occurred about 48 hours prior to that moment. Um, But it does seem to be the energy that brought that conception through. And I do think I I see the the potential of that. um, Yeah, like how how the fertile moon was potentiated in that situation, because it aligned with her bleed. So this is definitely um, potent medicine to to know whether or not you're not wanting to have a baby or whether you are wanting to have a baby. Uh, yeah, so you want to look for that. You want to look for the alignment of your ovulation and your menstruation because that's going to give you some information on the potency of the fertile moon phase um, and how how wide for how many hours that window of potential might be open for you. Let's get into now, you know, if you're trying to conceive, obviously, like I just said, you know, you want to be tracking when your fertile moon phase is and kind of observing, is it aligning with your ovulation? If so, excellent. Is it aligning with menstruation? If so, also excellent. And maybe change your game plan on when you're going to, you know, attempt to call in the conception because you might have been avoiding sex during menstruation up in up until this point. Um, and, and ultimately, you can you can look at the fertile moon phase as just another opportunity for conception, right? So like if you if you want, you can absolutely um, attempt to call in that conception when you are experiencing lunar fertility, and then you can do so again when you're experiencing physical ovulation. Um, some women who, who have been trying to get pregnant through the physical, you know, ovulatory window alone at this point may say, well, I'm just giving up on that and I'm just going to follow my lunar cycle and that's it. (laughs) So it's completely up to you um, how you want to approach that that information, how many times per month or during which windows or if you want to use both windows to attempt to call in your conception. Uh, so like I said, uh, there are other natal placements and transiting planets that can influence your fertility. So if you are one of those women who maybe have already hopped on, fully hopped on this train and committed and you're working with your fertile moon phase, um, but nothing seems to have shifted. It's possible that there are other things going on uh, in your chart that could be interfering with your fertility as well as, of course, because you're a human, I'm going to say this every single time that you also are, you know, inhabiting a physical body with unique healing expressions that are adapting to serve you and require your attention when necessary. And you also have an emotional landscape um, that is impacting your beliefs and therefore your thoughts and therefore your behaviors and therefore the life that is being mirrored back to you as your reality. So there's a lot of other stuff to also explore here, and we are going to do other podcast episodes about them. Um, If you don't want to wait for those episodes to come out, of course, like I said, please take advantage of the code podcast to take $75 off Infertile Moon so we can sit together and talk about this in greater detail. I really love... 
assisting women through the lens of the natal chart because, I mean, first of all, there's always something in there. <laughs> like always. I've like never had someone come to me with a lived experience and then looked at the chart and just like have not found anything. <laughs> there's always there's always something um, interesting going on. And I just think it's important also to remind you that my intention in assisting you in connecting with this information is that it it's it's more about coming home to yourself than it is about pathologizing your experience I, it is never ever my intention to pathologize your experience as many of you know i don't even believe in infertility as a pathology as a diagnosis. Um, and we are going to talk about that in a couple weeks uh, in more depth. But the whole point of connecting with your lunar fertile window and with doing your natal chart reading is not so that, you know, we can find things that are wrong or find places where you are just, you know, fated to experience certain outcomes with your life. It's more about understanding the energetics of your authentic natal cosmic blueprint so that you can come home to yourself in a way that is fully integrated in full acceptance in full trust, and in perfect love, essentially. So I think that is all for today. If you are new to the Fertility Awareness Method, I'm going to put a um, link to a book in the show notes. I read, I've read i read several books on how to do FAM, and um, you know, taking charge of your fertility has just always been my favorite one. So if you're very new to that and some of this stuff that I'm talking about, um, yeah, please check that out. And of course, if there are a lot of you who don't really know what FAM is, let me know and we can get someone on the podcast to take us through that in depth. And I think that's it. I hope you have an incredible week. I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.